Welcome to the Launch Your Live podcast, a show dedicated to providing you with daily, top-level, live video tips, tricks, and strategies to not only help you start, but also excel at live streaming. Here are your hosts, Christian Karashevitz and Jim Fuse. On our last episode, we shared 10 ways to help you identify your audience for your live video show. This week, Jim and I want to focus on helping you build your existing audience. You know, you've made a significant time investment to produce your own live video show, but are you struggling to get your audience to watch your show? How do you go about getting them to tune in? On this episode, we'll discuss 11 ways to help you build your live show with your existing audience or community. So Jim, do you want to kick things off? Yes. And and one of the biggest things, Christian, that we have to start with is we need to create great content. If our content's not any good, people aren't going to watch. So we really have to be professional about what we're putting out there. Uh, I mean, obviously, some of it is going to depend on the format of the show. I mean, if you've got a show where you're bringing on guests, I think we talked a little bit about this before, but you need to make sure that you're vetting your guests and they, they really know their stuff because you don't want to bring them on because not only are they going to look bad, but you may make yourself look bad as well. I mean, what else do you think about content? So I think that content is definitely the most important part of your show. It doesn't matter what your background looks like, how snazzy your graphics are, what that intro video, that outro video, or that countdown timer is. You know, you and I have always talked about this when we see people asking in communities about having a countdown timer, for example, we always ask why it doesn't matter. People are going to tune in if the content is worth it. So it's going to definitely start with making great content. And I think that's like paramount. So if you're not sure what you're going to talk about, maybe you want to do a search for other businesses that are using live video. For example, look at some of your competitors, look at some of the other players in your industry or even outside your industry that you actually tune into and ask yourself, why do I watch this? Because it's the content for the most part. It's not necessarily the person delivering it. It's not the graphics. It's not all that you know extraneous stuff. So creating great content, 100% agree with that one. You know, The next one, by the way, Jen, is to build buzz about your broadcast. And a lot of people they struggle because they think that, well, I've already put it out on social media. That's enough. They'll do it once, for example, and they forget about other things like their email list or any of their other social media channels. Or for example, if you're part of any Facebook groups, for example, maybe you're part of a video community where they do allow you to promote your content. There's nothing wrong with going on someone's post and sharing that you have a show coming up, for example, and telling them what it's about. So what's the third one, Jim? Well, the third one would be you want to interact with your viewers. I mean, a lot of these platforms, especially the one that we uh, really like to use, StreamYard, will let you not only share audience comments to the screen, but even if you don't want to share their comments, you can, you know, say hello you know, thanks for joining me because it makes them feel like they're part of the audience for one and feel like you 
act, I mean, not that you actually do, you do care about them. The thing you want to be careful about though, when you're interacting with viewers is don't let that interaction distract from the show itself. I mean, it's one thing you could have 20, 30 people coming in, you know, maybe do things like say, Hey guys, put in the comments where you're watching from. And that's always kind of neat too, because one of the things that sometimes happens is when people start putting that stuff down, the people that are watching will start to interact with each other in the comments. And, you know, actually in the aspect of the algorithm, if it sees there's a lot of engagement going on in the comments it will also get more exposure for your live show on some of these social platforms. So interaction, that is definitely an important part to do. And as you mentioned, just be very careful about how much you do it. It's great to do it, but don't do it too often. For example, you're not going to run through a list of 50 people that have joined. You might quickly go through and highlight you know, just a handful that you see. And then throughout your broadcast, just keep an eye on who is popping in, who's leaving comments, for example, if there's something relevant to the content they're discussing, that's where, you know, I think that it's important to highlight them on screen, but you don't have to highlight everyone because again, it needs to fit within your show. So the fourth item is creating eye-catching and relevant thumbnails. And I talked about this at the beginning, how the content is the most important part, but yes, having that thumbnail that you know, get somebody to stop in the middle of their Facebook feed or on YouTube, for example, if your videos are showing up on the home screen, you know, that is key. And it's very easy actually to create your own thumbnails. So I would recommend creating an image that's 1920 by 1080p. So that's pixel wise, basically 1920 pixels by 1080 pixels. Create that. And you can do that in plenty of tools. For example, easel, Canva, Crello, there are so many that you know, just make it really easy to create that thumbnail. And it doesn't have to be, you know, a it needs to look good and it needs to be on brand, but it's not something that you need to labor over four hours to create. I would almost even encourage you to outsource it if you're not a graphic designer. You know, you can use the graphic tools to make those designs, but a lot of times if you need the vision and you need the help, that's where the graphic designer comes in. That's what you're actually paying for. So make sure you create eye-catching and relevant thumbnails. For example, if it's on YouTube, go into your YouTube video. If you scheduled a YouTube live and change the thumbnail. So this way it pops up. People start to recognize what your brand is. I'd even, for example, put my website URL on there. For example, we use one for my show, Social Chatter, where it's socialchefs.com slash live. And that actually will redirect them to the live show for that week. But you want to make sure you have a URL on there that directs people to where you want them to go. Okay, number five, Jim. Yeah, cross-promoting your show. And this is one of the things where I think people really fall short. I mean, not only on the channel that your show is going on, but also whether it's like you were talking about earlier, taking it to Facebook groups, but you know what, you want to make sure you're following the rules because a lot of times they don't want you to promote yourself, but there's several of them. They might have a day of the week where you can promote your show. One of the things that we started doing on the Tim and Jim show, which I think is important. If you can think about, you know, we, we've, we all talk in a further episode too. And we've talked about when you schedule guests, when you've got your guests scheduled in advance, as an example, if you know who your guest for a month is going to be and you know, we're recording this in, uh, you know, July of, of 2020, you could put that whole month's guest in a graphic and then post that graphic 
at the beginning of the month to say, here's all the folks we have coming up. Because one of the things you run into with scheduling tools, Facebook won't let you schedule a live out more than seven days. So it's not like you're going to have that link. But why wait to tell people, especially if you've got a really significant guest coming on later that month, you want them to set that time aside. Also kind of goes back to where you talked about earlier about your email list. You could put that graphic in your email list and give people the link to, as you just talked about, where your show lives, you know, with all your episodes. So get them, especially for YouTube, maybe give them that YouTube link so they could subscribe to your channel, you know, because this is this is that way, you know, it's that constant, you know, awareness, right? You're not necessarily spamming people, but that's that awareness. Same thing with Twitter, right? You can put your show out there on Twitter. What I always do is for the weekly show, I will pin the post. So if someone's coming to my profile, they will see it. But you also got to remember the life of a tweet is only about 18 minutes. So it's okay to put it out there several times. And I know sometimes I'll say I'm bad about remembering to do that. But uh, Twitter's a great place to promote as well. And then you could use Instagram stories. You know, if you have a LinkedIn company page, if you don't have a LinkedIn company page, maybe create one for your show and start to put the episodes out there as well and do a post on LinkedIn, uh, you know, to maybe get some, if you're, especially if you're business related to get folks involved as well. Any, anything that you think I've, I've missed there, Christian, or want to add? Uh, not really. I think you covered everything as far as cross promoting your show, you know, making sure you post them on your social media channels, your Facebook page, your Facebook group, read the rules of that group and so on. And that gets me to the next point, actually, number six, which is tagging guests. So for example, if you create a graphic at the beginning of every month, letting know people know who is going to be on your episodes that month, it's a great opportunity to tag your guest. You know, in addition to that, so it could go in the graphic, like you could put out a Facebook post and it could be here are this month's guests we're looking forward to having, and then tag those people, for example, the at sign and then type the person's name. That's uh, the first thing I do. And then in addition to that, if you have an individual post that you also share, make sure you tag your guests there as well. And, uh, you know, encourage them to go about sharing that graphic or that post. And the reason is this, because you can't do all the heavy lifting. You know, you're having somebody on and yes, when you have someone on your show, you want to make sure that the guest gets time on camera. It's not just about you. It's actually not about you. It's about your guest and what they're going to be talking about or sharing. So make sure you give your guests plenty of time and obviously encourage them to do some sharing as well. Make sure you give them enough time to also do that sharing. You know, I know there's some people we've had on Jem that it's taken us quite a while to actually get them on. And so we want to make sure we have as much of our information ready to go so we can send it to them and tell them what to promote. Now, in addition to tagging guests, what's the next one, Jim? What's number seven? Yeah. And another one that you may not consider is tagging influencers that are relevant to your show topic, because maybe you're going to talk about a topic where you're bringing a guest on because it is something you heard from one of these influencers. So if you tag them, give them some credit, Mm -hmm. they are more likely to, you know, not necessarily that they're going to tune in, but they may uh, at least comment, share with their community because you're showing them uh, a little love, so to speak, as well. And, and one of the things, too, that's so important about tagging your guest is 
if you, you know, and also you need to emphasize to your guest, please promote this show to your audience. Because I think what happens sometimes is that they're not always doing a good job themselves of cross promoting because they think, Oh, well, you guys are putting the show on. I just have to show up. Well, if they want the audience to come, they need to be promoting it to their audience as well. I think that's a great point actually. And it's something that, you know, we're all glad that we can get a guest on our show, but the guest also needs to help do some of the promotion because, you know, it works two ways. For example, if you tag an influencer or a guest, what can end up happening is they tune, they decide, okay, Hey, I'm going to participate or I'm going to tune in. Let's say then you have really low numbers. It actually might make you look bad. And part of that's not because it's not because, Oh, you don't have an audience that's tuning in, but it's where you basically can stack your audience at their audience. If they actually help do some of the promotion. So be very, you know, I don't want to say strict, but make sure you suggest to your guest, or your influencer, for example, Hey, we'd love it if you tuned in and sometimes they'll pop in, you know, if it's an influencer, for example, and they have the time, or if it's a guest, you know, they'll hopefully go and share that. So, uh, what's that number seven, right, Jim? So number eight on how to build your live show with your existing audience is to encourage your audience to interact. And, you know, one way to do this, obviously it's at the beginning when you encourage your audience, like when you interact with your audience, maybe you're bringing them up in the comments, for example, or you're highlighting them during your show and so forth. But you want to also encourage them to interact. And this could be something where you tell them if they have questions, leave them in the comments, and then you might have maybe a couple of minutes built into your show where as you get comments from people, you can then encourage your audience to interact and actually interact back with them. For example, if they have a question that is about a topic that you're covering, they can leave that question in the comments and then you can address it. So, you know, it's give and take, it's you interacting with them and then interacting with you. And I mean, that just, it, it sounds so simple, but it really is. It's about just, you know, encouraging everyone to contribute a little bit to where then it helps to make the show better. The person gets their question answered. You're able to flex your knowledge. Obviously they're able to get their question answered. So, you know, it's a win-win all around when everybody, you know, interacts together. And I think, yeah, well, and I think another thing before we go on too is also at the beginning of the show and even at the end, sometimes don't forget to say, you know, if you're a replay viewer, because the one thing that people forget sometimes is not everyone is going to watch your show live. In fact, I would probably mm -hmm. bet you're going to have more replay viewers than you are live viewers because no matter what time and day you pick, it's never going to be perfect for everybody. So you just need to, you know, stick with a time and date that works best for you. If you have a co-host like, like, uh, we, we do, or, mm -hmm. uh, you know, or your guest, you're just going to have to pick a time and a date to go with. So always say, you know, uh, you know, replay viewers as well. Don't be afraid to drop your questions in also encourage questions before the show starts, because maybe you'll get some questions in the comments as you're, as you're doing some of that, uh, that sort of stuff. But number nine is you want to invite your audience to share your show on social media, because that's another of those triggers for, uh, some of these platforms is when they're seeing sharing, sharing helps the algorithm. Hey, this must be something that people want to see. Let's let more people see it. So they can share it, you know, to their, to their personal network. Sometimes they can share it to groups that they're in. 
So definitely something you want people to do because that's how you're going to get more exposure to your your brand and your show. Any Anything you want to add there? Um, as far as inviting your audience to share your show, as I mentioned at the beginning, we talked about inviting your guest to help you do some of the sharing. But again, I mean, if you can get your audience to share, you might actually have to also give back, by the way, to get them to share. And it's doing things by you know, answering their questions that they have, giving them some really good tip that can help them, helping them overcome sort of a roadblock or a hurdle. So I think that actually can, you know, you can ask them to share your content, for example, or to share your show. But I think the more you give back to them as well, I think that's, you know, it helps break down some of those barriers to where people feel that they can't connect with that streamer because, oh, that person is, they're too important. They don't have the time and so on. And and actually too, uh, before we go on to the next thing would be, yeah. you can also even ask them like tag someone they know in the comments that might benefit from what we're talking about on that specific episode. Another good point. So that's number nine. What's number 10, Jim? You want to message your past guest. And uh, so you want to, you want to take us on that one, Christian? Sure. So if you are running a show and you, for example, are talking about a similar topic on one episode, maybe you want to also reach out to your past guest who was on a similar episode and encourage them to tune in. Sometimes they'll pop in. Other times you might want to message your past guest if you need to bring back you know, other people on your show. And then the other thing also that I think is really important is if you pay attention to which topics when you run your show, which ones are generating the most views. For example, I have some videos that I've published and they've generated twice the number of views as other topics. And if I look back on that episode, it's not necessarily it's the content, but it also is the guest. They play a factor into that. So I might want to reach out to a past guest and either A, invite them to you know, A, give us some feedback about the show so that we can continue to improve it or also encourage them to maybe be a guest or also get them to come back on the show. So don't be afraid to go back to your past guest. It's not a one-off relationship. You know, we don't have a guest on the show and then never talk to them again. We have a guest on the show. We evaluate them at the end. Did they know their material? For example, sometimes they come as recommendations did they add to the show? Were there areas where, hey, maybe we could have done a better job? And so we we do that. And then obviously we keep in contact with that guest. And you're building, you're building a relationship. And and so one one last thing I would add too, that's a great way to keep connected with your past guest is uh Tim and I on the Tim and Jim show, we created a Twitter list of all mm-hmm. our guests. And so what we do is after they've been on the show, we yeah. add them to this public Twitter list. It's basically the Tim and Jim show, you know, Jim show guest, and mm-hmm. we're able to retweet their stuff and stay engaged right. with them on Twitter long after they've been on the show, but it also helps keep us top of mind. So maybe when we have other shows, they will promote them to their network, even if they're not on it. So this is something to consider. And that leads us to our, our last, uh, you know, tip for today. Number 11, 
is you've got an opportunity to repurpose this content after the live show is over. You can be turning this into a blog post. You can be taking short video clips out where you're putting on different platforms. Maybe it's a, a, a real key uh, point that was made by your guest. And then asking or telling people, if you want to watch the whole episode, you know, give them that link to wherever it is you want them to go to, to the Facebook Live or the YouTube Live or wherever you were at. And there's also some other tools and things. I mean, Christian, what, give, us, uh, give us a little bit more on this idea of repurposing. So you want to make sure that you don't just run your show and then you wait and then you have another show the following week or the following month, however often you run your show. You want to make sure you are staying top of mind with your audience. And this includes things such as taking your existing show and then chopping it up into pieces. For example, if you run a 30-minute show, chances are it's not 30 minutes about one particular topic. You might cover a range of topics. And so you can actually pull those out as little snippets and share those on your social media channels. For example, if you determine that, hey, I'm going to create some short little clips, little audio or video clips, and I'm going to put those on Twitter then I can repurpose that existing video using tools such as Lately or Descript or Otter.ai and so on. There's lots of different tools for this. We're going to cover tools for repurposing at some point, but you know, repurposing is definitely important. And the thing is, it's not about getting on this hamster wheel and just creating one piece of content and then continuing to create another piece and another and another and another. Yes, you do need to do something like that. However, with live video, there is a lot more shelf life if the content is evergreen content. So you could create one show and then you can go and break that down into individual pieces that you put on your channels. For example, you could put them into an email list, for example, into an autoresponder series where somebody could sign up and they can actually get all the little snippets and then get directed to the full episode. But there's a lot of different things that you can do to repurpose your content. Again, we'll talk about a lot more of that on a future episode. Uh, but again, you you know, if you want to build your live show with your existing audience, you do need to go through some of these actions. And I would say this, obviously make sure your content is really good. And when you do your next episode, evaluate yourself. What did you do well? What do you need to improve on the next episode? For example, Gem and I are actually doing that while we're recording this podcast. We have been slowly going through each episode and improving our process for the episode, for recording the episode, making sure we hit certain points, making sure we leave certain things out. Are we saying um and uh, those types of things. So you need to apply the same thing to your live show. And if your audience, for example, is not tuning in, as Jem mentioned earlier, don't get discouraged because your audience is going to watch on their own time. So you want to make sure that you produce really good content and you do the promotion aspect of it. So making sure you're interacting with your viewers, making sure you're building, you know, buzz about your broadcast, tagging your guests and so forth. Jim, anything else you want to add on this episode? I, I know. I think, I think these are, if you take these things in mind and, and as I, I always like to say, just look to get better 1% every day, you know, whether it's your live show or anything you're doing and that small incremental uh, work will just make you better, you know, down the road. Fantastic. So that's going to do it for this episode 
of the Launch Your Live podcast on how to build your live show with your existing audience. If you have any comments or questions, go to launcher.live forward slash EP17. We'll make sure we put all of these tips into that article as well. But we will see you all next time. Thanks a lot for tuning in. We appreciate you joining us for this episode of the Launch Your Live podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform. Also, visit launchyour.live for more resources based on today's topic, as well as access to even more episodes that will help you level up your live videos. That's launchyour.live. So until next time, keep going live.